You're listening to episode 221 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we are going to be getting into why your job is not who you are and trusting this crazy process and journey that each one of us is on and all of that good stuff. I'm actually going to be sharing a lot more of my extremely eclectic (laughs) work and educational history um, because it sort of occurred to me that I've never really gotten into that before. I've shared little tiny snippets here and there, but I've never given a a full picture as to my rather ridiculous (laughs) road to get to podcasting and business coaching. (laughs) So we're going to get into that today. There's a lot to this as well. And just before we dive in, I did want to let you know that I am co-hosting an incredible event next Wednesday, August 5th. Um, and it is a take back 2020 workshop. <laughs> and this is going to be a live workshop co-run by my co-host, uh, Steph Connolly, who has been on the podcast as well. Um, she hired me to be her podcasting coach. I hired her to help gain some clarity and prepare, uh, an entire build out an entire program and launch. Uh, we met months and months and months ago in Bali and we always hung out socially, but we had never worked together in any capacity until we actually were no longer in both in Bali at the same time. And we started working together and it's just been amazing. And we decided to hold this workshop to help you take back 2020 on your own terms. And this is going to be a live workshop that is highly, highly interactive. We are limiting the number of people that can attend because we want to get FaceTime with each and every single person. You're going to be getting clarity on what it is that you're doing. By the end of it, you're going to walk away with a solid offer that you can actually go out and start selling right away. And on top of that, as a little cherry on top, as soon as the workshop is over, you're also going to be dropped into a pop-up Facebook group for 10 days, also with access to me and staff for all kinds of coaching for 10 days in that Facebook group to help get you to where you want to go, to develop your confidence and to answer any questions that are coming up, fears, all of that. You're getting access to both of us. So make sure to go check it out. We're really, really pumped about this and it's going to be an absolute blast. We've never done anything like this before and this is going to be a one-time thing. This is not something that we're going to be doing over and over again. So it's the only time this is happening and we are helping you take back 2020 on your own terms. So super pumped about it. Go check out the link in the show notes and it will all be over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. Okay, so let's dive in. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about how your job is not who you are and how to learn to start trusting the journey and and trusting the process, especially if you aren't happy with where you currently are. And what I'm going to be diving into in this episode is actually... (laughs) I'm going to be giving you a little bit of a glimpse into my 
very, very eclectic and super random work history. Um, I also have like some kind of random educational history as well, but uh, I'm still sometimes mildly confused about how I ended up where I am today. <laughs> so we're going to get into that a little bit because I, I realized I've, I don't actually usually share very often my overall history. I'll, I'll talk about how I used to do nutrition and, and fitness and stuff like that, but I don't usually give many more details than that other than the fact that I was in the corporate world. So I'm going to give you more to go off of today because I, I'm hoping that it will be helpful for you that if you aren't happy with where you are right now, that it will actually maybe give you some hope or make you feel a little bit better or, or make you kind of start to understand that just because you aren't happy with where you are right now, doesn't mean that you won't still end up where you want to go. Or in, in my case, anyway, that you will end up taking a completely different road than the one that you originally planned on, but it ends up being the exact right one for you too. So there's all kinds of ways that, and, and twists and turns that your journey can take, and you just don't know it until it actually happens. But I want to encourage you to keep going and to, to trust it a little bit and to keep taking the action. Okay. There's two main points that I want you to take away from this episode. And, and I really want you to keep this in mind as I am sharing some of my story as well. Number one is that your job is not who you are. Your job is what you do. It is not who you are. Okay. And the second thing I want you to remember is to trust your own journey, not look to somebody else's journey and think that that's the exact one that you need to take. You need to trust your journey. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> First to give you a kind of a, a general idea as to the wide variety of educational background I, I have along with some of the jobs I have worked. I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and public policy, as well as psychology. <laughs> yes, I know. Criminology. <laughs> People always hear that. They're like, what? <laughs> um, I am also a certified personal trainer and a fitness instructor, although I let those certifications lapse in the last couple of years because I, I, don't, I, I don't do them anymore. I have no interest in, in doing those anymore. And I also went to school part-time every single Friday night for two years, <laughs> two years to become a holistic nutritionist while I was working my corporate nine to five job. Okay. So that's kind of my, my educational background. There are obviously there's online courses and stuff that I've taken as well, but those are sort of like the, the big, the big ones, sort of the more official letters after my name slash certification, you know, official certifications and stuff like that. In terms of jobs, in, in no particular order, <laughs> I have worked as a bartender in pubs and nightclubs uh, for, for several years. I did that. Um, I've worked as a legal assistant. I have managed uh, automotive corporate sales accounts. So my corporate job was actually in the automotive industry and I worked at, in a couple different capacities within the same company and within the same industry for 11 years, okay? Uh, but that was a, the biggest chunk of my, of my corporate role was managing automotive corporate sales accounts. I did admin work at a pole dance studio. <laughs> I was a fitness instructor and personal trainer. I, I taught boot camp classes. Um, I was the beer cart girl at a golf course for a few years. I have been a holistic nutritionist for several years. I did shipping and receiving at, out in a warehouse. I've been a customer service rep. Those are just a few of the things that I have done for jobs. I have, I have done a very wide ranging, sometimes almost weird sounding jobs. And yet all of that led me to podcasting and business coaching. 
And sometimes you have to trust the process a little bit and trust the journey. Like keep taking action while understanding that if you continue to show up and choose to do the work, the answers will usually reveal themselves. And the other point that I really want to make with that is, is not to get so attached to the outcome that you've created in your head that you miss the obvious outcomes taking shape right in front of you that could be better than you ever imagined. I had this, this realization when I was doing holistic nutrition, I thought that that was the thing. I had quit my corporate job. Finally, after 11 years, I had worked all this time to get to the point of being a full-time holistic nutritionist. And I was like, this is the thing. This is the thing that I've been waiting for. This is what I have been waiting to do. And this is it. And I wasn't happy and I couldn't figure out why. And I think I spent more time beating myself up as to why I wasn't happy when I had worked so hard to get to this point than actually just taking a little bit of a step back to try and look at the bigger picture. And it wasn't until I've talked about this a little bit before that people kept coming to me over and over again, asking me for help with uh, creating a podcast, podcasting and business coaching. And I lit up when I would talk about it and people were like, why aren't you talking about this? Like, why aren't you teaching this as a job? And it just seemed so ridiculous to me because I'm like, well, I didn't go to school for it. I don't have letters after my name to go with it. I don't have a certification to be a podcasting coach. Fuck your certifications. No, you don't need a certification to do something like that. Yes, there are absolutely, you know, industries like, I would never tell that to somebody who was going to be a doctor. <laughs> if If you're going to a doctor who is supposed to be an actual doctor who did not go to med school, you're probably potentially barking up the wrong tree. (laughs) Maybe not the best plan. So yes, of course there are exceptions with with certain certain jobs and, and careers, but sometimes we get way too wrapped up in that and it, it stops us from ever taking a step forward and from ever moving forward down a different path. And I had this realization that I was being led down a different path from the one that I had planned. And once I accepted that, instead of fighting it, everything shifted. Everything shifted. I finally felt like I was in full alignment with exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I was like, this is the feeling that I thought that I would have with nutrition. And it never came. It never came. I just always felt like I was struggling and, and swimming upstream and, and everything felt so hard with nutrition. Even though I had all this knowledge, I still have all that knowledge. And I, I draw on that in my own everyday life. And, and I'm so glad that I did it, by the way. I don't consider it a waste. I never consider any education a waste. I never really experienced any experience a waste because as long as you take something from it and you learn from it, there's value in that. And that's part of what makes you unique. That's part of what makes your story unique. And it's all part of your story. It's all part of it. So another job that I had that actually, I think I forgot to mention in the, in the original list, (laughs) I told you that was just like to name a few. There are other jobs that I held too, that I didn't even get into, but one part of my story and, and one of my previous jobs, I have actively avoided and purposely sidestepped sharing almost entirely for many, many years up until now, even with close friends. There are people who have known me for 10 or 12 years who don't even know that I have ever held this job. And when I was a teenager, I was scouted in a mall. Listen, when you're six feet tall by 14, you get scouted like everywhere you go. (laughs) It's super weird. And listen, it's a privilege. It's a gift. And I'm so appreciative of it. But it was, 
it's a little a bit of an odd experience. A anyway, uh, I, I was scouted in a mall and I joined a couple different modeling agencies over the next three to four years. So I, I was actually professionally trained to walk a runway in four inch heels by the age of 15. Um, let's face it, this, this giraffe always needed help learning how to walk without tipping over anyway, heels or no heels. So <laughs> that was probably more beneficial than I even realized. Um, and, and school was always the priority. And I also had an, an additional job working customer service at, at Walmart at the time, like all when I was a teenager, while I was in high school. Um, but, and, and between school being the priority and then my other job, um, which was like my other job was at Walmart was the one that was kind of bringing in more money. It, both of those meant that I turned down a lot of the modeling jobs that were offered, which I was fine with because to be perfectly honest, I never took, I never took modeling seriously as a profession for myself to begin with. I always just kind of looked at it as a, yeah, whatever, like it's fine. I'll do it for a couple of years just because I can, but it, 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 I never viewed it as a career path just for me personally, for people who choose to make that a career path. Amazing. I just always knew that it wasn't for me, even at a very young age. It, that said, it was a really eye-opening experience in a variety of ways too. But my, my bigger point with telling, even telling you about this is, you know, why, why have I avoided discussing this? For so long because people will actually ask me sometimes both in, in because of my height and and sometimes almost almost the way I, I walk sometimes like my gait almost <laughs> it sounds ridiculous it almost has a little bit of a swagger once in a while and I don't it's not conscious it's it's like muscle memory sometimes and I've had people sometimes ask me because I'm also taller like have you ever modeled and and I I I always kind of try to sidestep the question because I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> Mostly because I consider it to be the least interesting and accomplished thing about me. By some random act of, na random act of nature, I happen to be born with genetics that granted me the height and general body type that somebody once arbitrarily decided was ideal for a particular type of job. And if I'm being really honest, I have found that some people can have a somewhat limited and stereotypical view of anyone with that sort of job on their resume. So it's always been easier to simply omit it entirely from my history and kind of like erase it. So why am I telling you now? I, I, I thought long and hard about sharing this before I came to the conclusion that I almost felt obligated to share because I, I want to remind you that your job does not define you. Your job does not define you. And again, I'm gonna go back to my original point. This is why I made this point in the very beginning that, that your job is not who you are. And any job that you have held in the past does not define who you are as a human being. And this also applies to things like if you're, if you're not making the money that you wanted to off a of launch, that does not make you a failure. Not booking all the clients you plan doesn't mean that you should give up. Not having the career or the job that you set out to and not being as far along by now as you think that you so-called should be is not a reason to beat yourself up. There is something to learn from every single experience and we all wear all kinds of different hats. You, you, don't, you as a human do not fit into a single box or, or category and attaching your self-worth 
to the way you get paid is not a realistic way to live. Your job is something that you do. It's not the entirety of who you are. Your sense of self-worth has to come from something outside of your work. My, my amazing friend, uh, Jess Rodriguez, actually got into this a lot back in episode 114 on the podcast, all about attaching self-worth to work. And she did a really beautiful job at, at explaining that. And, and that's a great one to check out if you're interested in learning more about that. But sometimes we sort of identify with these particular labels because something about us humans, we, we like to have a label for everything. We, we, we want to have labels for everything. It, it almost gives us this false sense of security somehow. Um, it maybe makes us feel like we're part of a, a, a team or, or a category. I don't know what it is, but we seem to really like labels. But you don't, identifying with, with labels, that's also a choice. You don't have to do that. You are a human being, a multifaceted, incredible human being. And your job is not who you are. But at the same time, I, I also, and this was again, one of the big reasons why I finally decided to open up a little bit more about some of my work history, including that one aspect that I have typically swept under the rug for a really long time, because I think it's really important to own all of the parts of you and your story, including your past the good, the bad, the ugly, and, and the parts that few may know about you. It doesn't mean sharing publicly, by the way, but rather if you catch yourself purposely avoiding a particular aspect of your life, ask yourself why. I have bent over backwards to avoid sharing anything about some, some modeling work for a, a brief period of time in my life. But what I realized more recently as I was kind of doing some deep diving into, into myself and, and some of my inner workings, I realized that it didn't really help anyone for, for me to feel borderline ashamed of it and fearing judgment. So I decided it was time to be just a little bit more open about it. Um, by the way, <laughs> it's all, it was also my least well-paid job by a long shot. And I mean, any job I've ever worked, it was by far the least well-paid job I have ever worked. So in case you think that modeling is like all glamour or whatever, you might be looking at the supermodels that are at the top of their game. They are very well paid. Uh, most models, you know, your average model is not typically well paid at all. So please don't think that there's the, the glamour that you see. It, it's, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. I just need to make that very clear. Okay. <laughs> but I don't want you to deny where you have been. And that was my biggest part of, of, finally kind of opening up about this a little bit, because I, I don't want you to deny where you've been because it has contributed to where you are today and where you will end up in the future. And the, these journeys that we're all on and we're each on our own journey, they're going to have some random ass back roads that won't make any sense in the moment sometimes, but trusting the journey doesn't mean that you stop taking action. It means that you show the fuck up in whatever capacity you possibly can, and you keep taking baby steps towards your bigger goals. And there's going to be bumps along the way, and the road to get to where you're going is going to take some very unexpected turns. I would never in one, in, in a thousand years, I would never have believed you if you had told me that I would end up doing podcasting and business coaching. Never in a thousand years. I would have been like, what's a podcast? <laughs> Like, even if you told me I was going to have a podcast, once you had explained to me what that even meant, I would have thought you had lost your damn mind. <laughs> and yet, so often when we look back on our journeys, we see the pieces of the puzzle like falling into place and, and fitting together. 
in ways that we didn't even recognize in the moment. Then there's sort of this other part of trusting yourself and trusting that you can't make the, the so-called wrong decision. I've talked to a couple of friends about this recently, and I think that it's really important to bring this up because so often we'll be presented with these decisions where all we can think of is what if I make the wrong choice? Like what is the wrong move? But ultimately, you know, I don't know that there are many wrong moves. I think that there's just decisions. There's just decisions. There's choices. And trust yourself enough to make the decisions that feel right to you. And part of that trust means trusting yourself enough to figure it out if things go awry. And I've got a couple examples of this. The first example, when I was in university, um, I was working multiple jobs to pay the bills. So I was trying to keep my student loans as low as possible and was working for, at one point I was working four different jobs while also being a full-time university student. I was working at a clothing store. I was working a warehouse job. I was bartending. And once in a while, I was also modeling. And I was so sleep deprived. By the way, my schoolwork was also suffering <laughs> throughout this. Like I'd always been a really good student and I was having a little bit of a hard time with a couple of my classes because I was so sleep deprived and had no time for schoolwork which defeats the purpose, right? Of like trying to pay off school when you can't even do the schoolwork. Um, <laughs> but I was so sleep deprived. I was driving back to my hometown um, from school. They were about 45 minutes apart. And so I, I was living uh, where my school was. And, but I had jobs in both cities. So I had jobs in my university city and I had jobs in, in my hometown city as well. Um, and it was a sunny autumn afternoon this is like a really defining moment for me. Like I, I, I remember it so vividly. It was this gorgeous, gorgeous, sunny fall afternoon. And it was beautiful. It was, it was like, I remember all the colors and everything. And I was driving and I was probably only about, by this point, only about 15 minutes away from, uh, away from home and from my university town. And I fell asleep at the wheel of my car. Luckily, I didn't, kill someone or myself in an accident. But when I fell asleep, um, it was, it was kind of a country road, but it was, it was a busy country road. And I then went off the road onto the gravel side part and that woke me up. And <laughs> then I, I overcorrected with the wheel so hard to try and yank myself back onto the road that I spun out and my car ended up facing the opposite direction and blocking both lanes of traffic. And there was traffic coming both ways. And by some pure miracle, no, everybody got stopped in time. Every single car got stopped in time. And I didn't hit anyone and nobody hit me. And it still absolutely shocks me that, that I didn't smoke anyone. The very next day, I quit two out of my four jobs. And it was really scary financially to let go of that extra income. But I also recognized that it wasn't worth it. Like it, it won't matter. I, I won't, I won't be getting any schoolwork done and I won't be going to any jobs if I end up accidentally killing myself in a car accident because I'm so sleep deprived that I can't even drive down the road. So that was a really big moment. And, and I had to trust myself enough to figure out the financial piece because I, I just knew that that wasn't sustainable. 
that was a really defining moment for me. Um, <laughs> another example of my journey going seemingly uh, awry. So I was at my corporate job for 11 years, but relatively early on, uh, maybe about two years in, I was offered a job as legal assistant. So I had worked that, that position. Uh, I, I worked as a legal assistant two different times um, for two different lawyers. And, and this particular time was the second time I'd been offered a job as a legal assistant. And this one was a much bigger deal. It was for a full law firm, um, like a very high-end lawyer, like proper office job, the whole thing. The, the first legal assistant job was, was much more casual and just for sort of like a solo lawyer. This was a big deal. And I did the interview and they were fully aware that even though I'd, I'd had this, this other job as legal assistant, I had very little training and I, I was not a law student. I had a criminology background from university, but I was not a law student and I had no, you know, no real experience. <laughs> they were very aware of this. I made this very clear. And the owner of, of the company of, of my corporate job was actually the one who found this legal assistant job for me through a friend of his. And he knew that I was interested in pursuing law because I originally, part of my journey, I thought, was to become a lawyer. <laughs> so this legal assistant job kind of fell into my lap and I took it. They offered it to me. I took the job. Um, and, and so I took this legal assistant job and the people at my corporate job wished me well. They had a goodbye party. There was like cake, the, the whole thing. Okay. The whole thing. This legal assistant job was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. The first day on the job, I walked in and they had given me a corner office. And immediately I was like, what the actual fuck is going on? What I, I'm supposed to be basically like an intern. What in God's name were they expecting of me if they just gave me a corner office? Like what is happening? I had been very clear. There had been no, I had not beefed up my resume. I had not looked at anything. I was very clear with them that I had basically no experience. Like I had this little tiny sliver of experience, but next to nothing else. So they give me the corner office. Um, but they seemed to have the wrong impression about my qualifications. And I was already starting to panic like five minutes in the job. And I'm like, Oh shit, what is going on? Um, uh, I was basically qualified enough to do not much more than run coffee errands. Okay. And had been told that I would be trained to do whatever they needed me to do. So instead I arrived at this corner office. Not only is it a corner office, it is stacked. And I mean, stacked to the point that I could barely find the desk with, with legal files that I had no idea what to do with. <laughs> and when I asked for help from multiple people, I was basically just told that I was on my own by multiple people. I cried every single day. I cried every single day in this corner office that I would sit in going, why the fuck do I have a corner office? <laughs> What's going on? I don't understand. I was like 21 years old, 22, maybe 22 ish, 22, something like that. Uh, like 22 years old, no idea what's happening. I'm like, I am knee deep in shit. Like, I don't know what's going on. And it, it was a huge responsibility. Like I didn't want to fuck up legal documentation that could negatively impact somebody's life. Like this, this isn't child's play. <laughs> so I was totally panicked. And after a couple of weeks with very clear indications that nothing was going to change and things were getting rapidly worse, <laughs> I reached out to my old boss at my corporate job and he said he was more than happy to take me back. And I have never been 
so goddamn grateful in my entire life. <laughs> so grateful, so grateful. So I was only at that job in my corner office uh, for three weeks. I, I quit after three weeks to go back to my original job, but I had my tail between my legs. I was so ashamed to be back in the job in the corporate job that I had never planned on staying on at in the first place. And then I went on to remain there for another eight or nine years. But that whole experience contributed to why I stayed in my corporate job for so long, because it scared me into not leaving the security of my corporate job again for a long time, like almost a decade. Everything I did after that was a side hustle so that I could stay at my corporate job that felt so safe and comfortable, even though I didn't enjoy it. And even though I knew I didn't belong there. And I, I always say this about my corporate job. Those people treated me so, so well. I, I cannot say enough good things about, about them. They were so good to me. They have continued to be like, I, I still have friends there. They, they have continued to be really good to me. So supportive. It just wasn't for me. And I knew that it wasn't for me. But I was so ashamed to go back after that, after that legal assistant blow up failure. And yet I was terrified of screwing something up again to end up in a position where I'd be screwed financially. So I stayed at that job for such a long time because it paid the bills. It allowed me to buy a house. It allowed me to have all these various side hustles to do these various certifications on the side as I was building things up. And I mean, the, the, when it comes down to trusting yourself, what would I have done if my corporate job hadn't taken me back? Ultimately, I would have gotten another job, you know, and, and I'm so fortunate and privileged to have had a boss like that who was so good to me. But as terrified as I was, I knew that the right decision was to leave that legal assistant position and to find something else, even if that meant a whole new job. So the main takeaways that I want you to get from this are again, number one, your job is not who you are. Your job does not define you. It is not who you are. You are a human being and your job is just one aspect of what you do, not who you are. Okay. And the second one is to trust the journey. And that means trusting yourself. No matter where you're at right now, no matter how far away your goals seem, no matter what life looks like in this moment, whatever you are experiencing right now, it isn't going to last forever. So I hope that you take this as a sign to keep taking action, to keep moving forward, even though I know that it can feel like you are practically moving backwards at times because it feels like it is taking so long. <laughs> I know that so much. It takes so much patience but keep believing in yourself and find at least one other person to believe in you as well. I think that's really important because we all need that one person in our lives who believes in us. And that might be a friend, that might be a family member, uh, maybe a teacher, a coach, somebody, even if you have to, to seek them out and hire someone to believe in you if you have to. But I think that, that every human needs at least one person, one other person to, to believe in us when we have those low moments that are inevitable, those, those low days where we maybe don't trust ourselves as much and we're, we're scared and we're nervous and we're like, why is this taking so long to get to where I'm trying to go? I get it. We all need at least one person to believe in us. So if you can find somebody who can do that for you, that's going to be really, really powerful. But I just really want you to take from this that 
your job is, is not who you are and to trust this process a little bit because each one of us is in our own, it, we're on our own paths. We're, we're in our own journey and we're, we're having our own process and our own experience in the world. And it's going to look different for everybody. And this is, this has just been a, a, a snippet that I've never really opened up about before about how crazy twisty random my path has been to get to where I am. I did not start out going, Oh, I'm going to be a podcasting uh, coach and business strategist. <laughs> That's not how this went down. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. This has been a completely crazy bonkers, ridiculous journey. And I, I also just felt that not only was it important to show that a little bit, but to also open up about some parts, um, of my journey that I have sort of tucked away, um, even from people close to me, just because I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, I'm just owning every, every part of who I am. And that means being, you know, maybe a little bit more open about some aspects of that. And again, that doesn't mean publicly just in this particular instance, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm actually all about boundaries and maintaining a huge degree of privacy. Um, but this one I felt was important to talk about. So, yeah. So let me know what you think. <laughs> I would love to hear more about your journey and what it is that you are working towards. Um, if there's somebody who needs to hear this, I would absolutely be so grateful to you. Seriously. I can't tell you how much of a difference it makes for you to screenshot and share an episode. Not only does that make my day, but you can make somebody else's day at the same time because there's somebody out there who needs to hear this message. And you could be the person that directs them to the message that they need at the exact moment that they need to hear it. And I can't tell you how many incredible podcasts and, and podcasters I've come across because somebody else shared them on their Instagram story or on social media somewhere. And I've found some really incredible people and, and gotten some amazing messages because of that. So please share. I'd be so grateful. Uh, tag me over at Emily Goff Coach. Um, I'd love to thank you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>